Let's get this party started. Let's get it started. Let's do it, as Freddie Mercury would say. So I want to ask you a question. I love starting these with questions. Is there a song or an album that has stuck with you for years, decades? Is there something that just is always in your brain and you love it? You know, everything about it, the, the words, the music, the, the ambience, the vibe, the groove, the emotion. There's something about it that just it's one of your absolute favorite things ever. Raise your hand. Raise your virtual hand. I'm going to start saying that just because I can imagine. I can imagine people putting their hands up when no one's around <laughs> like I just did. <laughs> All right. So what am I getting at here? I'm talking about a song that I love that is going on two decades old that left such a big impression on me, not just emotionally because it was entirely relevant to my personal life a number of times, but the atmosphere of it, the sound, the timelessness of it. I'm talking about this song called Stoned, and it's on Dido's second album, Life for Rent, came out in 2003. Who remembers Dido? Raise your virtual hand. Seriously. I know you guys are kind of like, what? Okay, guys, seriously, remember Stan, Eminem? You know, my tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why I got out of bed at all. That song, that's Thank You, is by Dido. He sampled it in Stan. And she became this massive sensation. And her song, Thank You, was actually on her debut, No Angel, which was in 99. But Stan wasn't until, what was it, two, three years after that? Anyway. So she became this big thing, at least for a period of time. And she has consistently put out great music since then. Not a lot of people know that. She got married. She had a son. She's taken these breaks, but she has never stopped making music. She's never stopped touring. In fact, I saw her in 2019 at the Showbox in Seattle, and she was fantastic. I was at the very front, right in front of her. That's probably never going to happen again. I splurged. I did a big VIP package thing. I got to meet her. She was the sweetest thing. She is like untainted by the fame. I mean, seriously, this woman has been doing this forever. For over two decades, she has been making music and touring. And she is the most humble, genuine person, at least my interaction with her. I just, I got that vibe that she's just totally real. And really chill too. Like I was, I was shaking. I was so nervous to meet her, but she was absolutely sweet and friendly. And I mean, I was really impressed. I was like, wow, I totally admire her for her attitude. And her performance was fantastic. Her band was great. The drummer was really great. And she opened with one of my other favorite songs from her, Hurricanes, which I was busting out, of course. Man, I want, okay, Dido, if you hear this, I seriously want a live recording of that song. It is phenomenal. Please just give it to me. I have to have it. The best running motivation ever. One of the best. Asterix. I never say that word right. Okay. Tangents. Back to this song, Stoned. This is the second song on Life for Rent. And it, it was never a single, at least not beyond a promo remix single that was very rare for DJs and producers, I think. 
I'll talk a little bit more about that promo single. I have a funny story about it. I'll talk about that. But this song, it's unique because I think it's the only song on the album with this very kind of detached, boundless, atmospheric vibe. It just feels timeless to me. I hear it now. It's as though no time has gone by. And I'm not just saying that, oh, it makes me feel nostalgic for when I used to listen to it all those years ago. That's not what I mean. What I mean is I could hear it for the first time right now and it would still be fresh. It would still feel relevant and timely. And I don't know, there's something about it. It's, it's very persistent. It's got this great drum beat. And the bass is so cool. It's got two, maybe even three different bass lines. I'm not quite sure. One of them is this droning, deep groaning thing that just weighs, it creates this weight on the song. And but you know what? Before I get into the gist of, of all of that, the nitty gritty and the details, I have to talk more about the song in general because yes, I want to pick it apart and I'm getting ahead of myself here. So this song was written by Dido and that's one of the other things I love about this woman is she, she writes her work. She does co-write it often with her brother Rolo. And in this case, this song was co-written by Lester Mendez, who, by the way, is a multi-platinum Grammy award-winning producer, worked with Shakira, Jewel, Santana, among others, this guy. And I love his work. He actually did Jewel's entire album, 0304, and I really digged that album. Digged? Dug. <laughs> I really dug that album, you guys. It was a right around the same time period, actually. So this guy, I just love the way he produces. And Dido co-wrote this with her brother and Lester. Sister Bliss, who is a part of Faithless. Do you guys remember Faithless? That, that deal like um, Rolo and Sister Bliss and then, you know, Faithless. Gosh, Faithless, where did you go? I love your stuff. So Sister Bliss did the piano in the song, which is one of the most magical things about it. We're going to talk about that more too. There's just something about the vibe, the atmosphere, the energy, the emotion of this song, and the contrast, the juxtaposition of the hopeful warmth of some of the synthesizers, and then Dido's very indifferent and detached delivery. That's something that she does very well, actually. She's very good at melancholy. It's just her tone. She has that kind of, I don't want to say it's not as passionate because that's not what it is. Some people just have this very natural way of singing that is incredibly attractive to the ear. You know, they don't go overboard. They don't put a lot of melisma in things. They just sing it. They don't worry that much about doing a lot of vibrato or head voice versus chest voice, the technique just seems totally innate. And this is where Dido is. And this is why I think she's so appealing. She's got a very unique sound to her voice. It's, it's like artist Ellie Goulding, who's got, you know, the pixie voice and Bjork, who's very growling and has that strong Icelandic accent that comes out that I love so much. Bjork has one of the best voices in music ever. But Dido has her own thing going on, and that's what I love, is she's just doing her thing. And she, it's like she's not even trying, and it's so upsetting. <laughs> it's just like, girl, she just has this thing, and it works so incredibly well. And this song is one of the best reflective, melancholic explosions, implosions of a relationship song I've ever heard. 
it's super sad. I'm not going to lie. This is not really a hopeful song. Yes, there, there is a glimmer of hope in the bridge and the instrumentation changes to reflect that. But really, this song is entirely about feeling completely alone while you're in the midst of a relationship. It's very chill out. There's these subtle variances and edits and effects, but it's still timeless. It's still fresh almost two decades later. So let's talk a little bit about this song and the way it evolves and the delivery and Dido's lyrics, which are so great. It starts off with a very experimental pounding basses, very interesting percussion. It's a little difficult to find the, the beat when it begins because the drum beat has not actually come in yet. But there's these very consistent, it almost sounds like fog. I know that that sounds weird. There's these very consistent chords that just carry through the whole thing. And it makes the song feel ominous and foreboding. And with those pulsing basses, it's like this magical aura of doom. <laughs> it's, it's the, and it's the best thing ever. I can't explain it. It just, it sucks you in with this kind of distracting threat, I suppose, is a good way to put it. Whenever I hear this song start, I have to just stop and listen to it. And, and I, I can't get away from it. I can listen to the song over and over, and I'm still stunned and deeply affected by the way this thing opens. And then the beat comes in, and you could get out and dance to this thing. It is kind of a dance song in that respect, but it still continues on with that very droning bass that boundless threat of an atmosphere with those chords in the background. There's a few little pops and glimmers of electronic stuff here and there. And then Dido comes in. When you're stoned, baby, and I am drunk, and we make love, it seems a little desolate. Tell me that's not like <laughs> the most saddest thing you've heard in an opening verse. I mean... I remember the first time I heard it and I was kind of like, geez, just put it all out there, Dido. And she is. And the truth is, we've all been there. We've all been in that place, whether it's truly the depth of making love that you feel totally disconnected with or just something else about it that you're just not connected anymore. You're in this thing that has died because someone is just not, not emotionally available anymore. And then she continues, it's hard sometimes not to look away and think, what's the point when I'm having to hold this fire down? I love that because I have so been there. You're totally enamored with someone. And maybe it's not really someone. Maybe it's the idea of who that person is, right? You figure these things out as you get older. You're like, oh my gosh, that person is not who I thought they were. I don't know what I was doing. But in the moment, you're caught up in it. And you are primed, you are ready to just be all in with this person, ecstatically all in, and they're not. And it sucks. And all you can do is just muddle your way through it and try to figure it out. And then she closes that first verse with, I think I'll explode if I can't feel this free now. Ah, oh, I feel it. I feel it so much. I felt that numerous times, right? And maybe it's not even a relationship. Maybe it's just something else. Maybe there's something else that you're being 
kept away from or you're being held back by and you just can't feel it the way you want to feel it. So I suppose you could take this in a number of different ways. It doesn't just have to be about a relationship. But the chorus takes us out of that droning, endless night, like a deer in a headlights or driving through the night without headlights maybe. It brightens up with this warm transition to rich chords, like the sun coming up a little bit. There's this slight glimmer of hope in here, but she's still professing her love to someone that doesn't get it. And she sings, if you won't let me fall for you, then you won't see the best that I would love to do for you. Mm, so good. It's so simple, right? There's, there's nothing that complex about her lyrics. In fact, there, there really isn't, generally speaking. If you go and just read any of Dido's songs, lyrics, that's what you're going to find. It's just very honest, heartfelt words. Not a whole lot of overthinking. And again, this goes back to just her brilliance as a songwriter and a singer. It's sickening <laughs> that it's so easy, right? It, it just, man, it's so honest. I love, the, I love the expression in this song. So we come out of the chorus, we go back to the second verse, and we fall back into that feeling of claustrophobic in the dark and in the night. She talks about leaving. Well, I'll just slip away, right? I mean, we've all been there too. We're so frustrated. We're at that point where we just can't hold on anymore. Silently, quietly take my things and go. And again, and think what's the point. But the chorus comes in again. It's a little bit brightening. It's got a little bit more reflection. and It's got a little bit more embellishment of some synthesized effects. And I love those subtle nuances that give this song so much interesting depth. You know, it's not over the top though. There's just slight little variations of sparkles and arpeggios, and that's the kind of stuff that makes songs unique. Then the bridge comes in, and we have even more with the synthesizers and the arpeggios and the happiness and the joy. It almost feels wrong at this point because we've gone through such a darkness through this song already. But she's singing about if you find one day, you find some freedom and relief. Maybe you'll find some peace, and I hope it brings you back to me. It's good. You know, it makes you feel good. It, you take something good out of it, even though the song has been so hard to get through to this point. And then we go back to the chorus again, which has the same chord progressions as the bridge, by the way. So the bridge just has a variation of the chords in that chorus, but it gives it that extra little sparkle because of it. And as she sings through the chorus a couple of times again, it just starts to resolve and it builds a little bit. And then the piano, this piano, you guys, uh, there's nothing really super complex about this arrangement. Nothing. It's arpeggios. It's up and down the scale. I mean, you could sit there and just plunk out these notes in a random pattern and do exactly what's done here. But it just, it just takes this song to such a happy little resolution. It kind of makes you feel like there's hope in the end. I talk about hope a lot, <laughs> and I think that's what I get from this song is despite that deep longing and distress, you come out and you can still look forward to something better. I, I think that's why I love this so, so very much. 
I had to talk about this song as a little random one-off because it is one of my very favorite things, very favorite songs. And there's a number of remixes that I love, but let's talk about the remixes. (laughs) This is my funny story. Back in 2004, 2005, I don't remember exactly when it was, somebody was selling a copy of that really rare promo remix single I told you about. It had a number of remixes of Stoned on it. They were selling it on eBay for five bucks. I thought, wow, this is a steal. I've never seen this before. This is fantastic. Seriously, these things are so rare. I don't, I don't even know if they're on YouTube. I don't even know if they're anywhere for you to listen to. These things are really hard to get. And I was like, I'm going to snag this thing before someone else does. Well, guess what? Somebody else wanted it too. And thus the bidding war began. And I literally spent a whole afternoon watching this thing like a hawk as it timed down. And guess how much I paid for this thing? Ugh. Guess. <laughs> I paid 95 bucks <laughs> for this single. <laughs> and yes, it was my own money. I don't know if I ever told my mom about that, but yeah, I dropped $95 on what started out as a $5 <laughs> promo single on eBay, but it was worth it. It was so worth it to get those remixes. And I actually found an even better remix. It was um, a B-side remix, I think on the Life for Rent single, and it was the Spirit Chaser remix of Stoned. If you can find that, listen to it. It kind of gives a different, warmer spin on Stoned that is already so great, and it just amplifies it. And it's it's one of my favorite remixes ever, actually. But yeah, I <laughs> paid way too much for that remix single. Still worth it to have it. This is an absolute gem of a song. And I'm super sad that she didn't have an official single release of this. And I'm I'm always jazzed when I listen to her live performances of this song. I don't think she did it in 2019. No, I'm sure she didn't. I would have remembered. She did it when she was touring Life for Rent in the 2000s. And she'd always open her shows with Stoned because it had that fantastic bass and the percussion. It's just a really great opening number. And she'd always start out in the dark when she'd sing the first verse. It was very, very cool. That's a great concert live at Brixton Academy. You should go watch it. I know that's on YouTube. It might even be on her channel. But I digress a little bit. No, not really. I love this song. And go listen to it. Dido Stoned. I mean, who hasn't been there? Who hasn't been at that point where... You are so alone. You're in this emotional little corner all by yourself, and you're ready to just enthusiastically embrace someone in their entirety with their flaws and everything, but you're left out in the cold. We've all been there. It even says it in the chorus. Instead, you will be missing me when I go because I'm bored of hanging out in your cold. It's so relevant, especially when you're young and you think you've been in love or you have been in love once or twice and you lose it. It's a huge reality check and it hits you square in the face. And then you suddenly realize what this is all about and what it all means and how you can still come through. Hopefully brighter on the other side, right? I love the hopefulness here, hidden underneath the sadness. It's such a good vibe. Go listen to it. Dido Stoned. And check out her other stuff. Her recent album, Still On My Mind, is fantastic. Might actually be my favorite from her. I don't know. I love her debut very much. I love No Angel, but still on my mind surprised me. It's a really, really great album. Catchy. I'll be back again. In the meantime, 
as Queen would say, <laughs> keep yourselves alive, guys. Bye.